Hi, I'm Stephanie Lugo, ex-corporate nine-to-fiver turned top producing realtor and coach. It wasn't all that long ago that my husband and I quit our nine-to-fives to start our real estate business together with no experience in the industry, just a dream for a life with more freedom and flexibility and the chance to impact others along the way. But it wasn't always easy and I remember what it felt like to lack the confidence, direction, and know-how that we needed to build our dream business. Fast forward through lots of work, failed attempts, and lessons learned, and you'll see what we've built today, a business that offers us more freedom and income than we ever thought possible and changes the lives of others every day. I created the Market Authority Show to enlighten the path to becoming an authority in your market. I'm here to share simple, actionable, step-by-step help and inspiration to build your dream real estate business with help from Timeless Principles and today's cutting-edge strategies. Whether you're just starting out on your real estate journey or you've been around for a while, we've got a few tricks up our sleeve that you'll want in on. So let's dive in. Hey guys, happy Thursday. I'm really excited to chat with you here on the Market Authority Show. I am doing this as a live broadcast on YouTube, and then we'll be sharing it over to the pod shortly after this is done as well. I like doing it this way because I love having a moment to just chat live with you and kind of have a little bit more of a raw, comfortable conversation. Um, I never really script my things per se. I have a framework of what I know I want to say, but I really like just kind of like doing it off the fly. And I, I have had um, some thoughts on my mind around how to sell with confidence and ease and authenticity, because it actually came up during a conversation in our market authority coaching call on Tuesday. Um, and so I just, it kind of struck a, a a nerve with me, not in a bad way, but it kind of struck me as something that I don't really speak of very often. And I think that this is a really good time to chat about what it means to actually sell with confidence in real estate. So that's the conversation today. That's what I'm going to be chatting about. Um, So if you are joining live, welcome. Thank you. If you are listening on the podcast to the replay later, welcome. Thank you. I'm super excited to spend some time with you um, today. So today is actually a Friday for me. I'm really excited because our family, my husband and my um, 17-month-old, we are going um, on a little road trip this weekend. While I'm recording this on a Thursday, um, tomorrow, Friday, we're headed out of town. We're going to be out for a long weekend. And I am so excited to head out of town, even for just a couple of days. We live in the Phoenix area, and there's this really great town named Flagstaff, two hours north of here. And you might think of Arizona as like the desert which it is. This is, We are in the Sonoran Desert, if you didn't know. Um, it does not snow here. Uh, changes to seasons are pretty minimal. So we're actually going up to Flagstaff because it's like the mountain town in Arizona, one of them. We actually have a lot of high altitude, like pine um, pines in Arizona up in the northern part of the state. And so I'm really excited to go up there. They had snow earlier this week. So I don't know that we'll be that lucky, but it will definitely be fun to have like a change of pace um, and a change of scenery for us too. And we have not been out of town or really had much of any like time off as a family um, since July and it's mid-October now. And it's crazy because, you know, in real estate, you can do that. And especially um, for my husband and I both being real estate agents and it having been such a crazy year for us in the market, 
you know, it's so easy to work seven days a week and take really no days off unplugged, especially when you're enabling each other <laughs> in a marriage and in a business. And so we're really looking forward to having some time off. So that's what we're up to. Um, but this last Tuesday, a couple of days ago, Sarah in the Market Authority Academy, shout out to Sarah. We love having you, Sarah. Um, she was asking a little bit about um, an approach that she should take with a new client. And she was really excited to be working with this new client who actually had decided to end a relationship with their previous realtor and were considering working with her. And she was like, Steph, how can I make sure I, I really like nail down this, this opportunity? This is so exciting for me, which she totally deserves it because she's awesome. Um, but she really cares about her clients. And she wanted to make sure that that was going to come across. And this kind of made me think about um, when we were speaking with agents who really tend to struggle with conversion. And I always say, you know, generating a lead is not really the problem. Generating a lead is really easy because at any given moment, I could throw a rock out onto the street and probably hit two people who would be interested in buying or selling real estate in the next 12 months, right? So generating a lead is never really the tough thing. It's converting the lead to a client and then getting that client from client to close. And where this becomes really difficult is especially when it might be a referral or somebody that we know, like friends or family, which these should be easier leads to work with. These should be higher converting clients. But what happens is we're really afraid of being too assertive in that manner because we don't want to become pushy. We don't want to be that salesy, spammy agent. We don't, sometimes it's just a fear of saying the wrong thing. So we don't really want to put ourselves out there and say the wrong thing and sound stupid or straight up lose a client. Um, it's, it's really any garden variety of fears that come with putting yourself out there and stepping into a leadership position, which is what being in real estate can be, you know, being in real estate, being a real estate agent, you're stepping into a leadership position in your community. You are now the ambassador of the areas that you serve in and that you sell in. And that can be really difficult to kind of wrap your mind around when really you just kind of got into the business because you wanted a little more freedom and flexibility and you wanted to be able to work with work with your dream clients and see really cool houses like once it becomes really real it's like oh crap now i have to really focus on my selling skills i forgot that this was such an important part of that and i hate selling too honestly i mean if i really take it like take it down to a vulnerable level like selling is not my strong suit and i'm always going to be a little less assertive in that world but I think that what we really need to do is figure out what it actually looks like to sell authentically and with confidence and understanding that a really big part of our value as being real estate agents and working with clients is to be able to instill confidence in them in the process. And we have to be confident enough to do that too. And that is ultimately going to help increase our conversions across the board. And it's also going to help our clients create better results for their journeys in their home search journey or in their home sale journey. I think that it's it's really difficult to remember specifically what our function as a real estate agent is. And from the consumer standpoint, if you're talking to a buyer or seller, the value that we have to offer is really only so far as they can see. And so far of what they can see that we actually do is we are really good guys at opening doors and putting signs in a yard for a sale, right? 
But you and I know that we do so much more behind the scenes to facilitate a really successful real estate transaction, especially in a market like today, where it's a really strong seller's market. And we're working with buyers sometimes two, sometimes three times as long as we used to just to find a home. Um, and, And today, too, with the seller's market, right, like Sellers are on the fence sometimes a little longer because they're afraid of where they're going to go. They don't want to, you know, quote unquote, become homeless by selling their house and then not being able to find a new one in time. And so there, any kind of market is going to come with a lot of hesitancies from the buyers and sellers because there are just these different factors that they have to be considering with the way that the market is turning. And so part of our value here, as I say, is being able to instill confidence in them. And sometimes to us, we can forget that being a little more assertive is exactly what they need in some ways, as long as we're acting in their best interests, of course. And I think that that should just be a given. So as long as somebody truly has the intent to buy or sell, they can afford to go through the process, it's going to be a smart decision for them and their family. Our job is to offer guidance and assurance through the path to help them understand that they're making the right decision. Like that is truly the best value that we can take to be like that consultant that leads them through this really tricky process and helps them to make a really strong decision. One thing that's really important to understand here is let's look at the home buying perspective. Purchasing a home is the second most stressful thing a person can go through in their entire life. My friend Lizzie Hofer says this all the time. She's like one of the best selling um, mortgage lenders in the country. She knows her stuff. Um, and and she quotes the stat all the time of how going through a home loan process is the second most stressful thing that a person can do in their entire life. Second behind only, mind you, a death of a friend or family member, right? So this is a really highly emotional process for our clients, whether they're selling or whether they're buying. And part of what we need to do as real estate agents to really provide a great experience to them is to help them find confidence in a place to where they're really afraid of making a solid like life altering decision. And that is going to require us to be a little more assertive and confident in our approach, right? particularly one of the largest selling um, like demographics right now in the market in terms of buying and selling is the millennials, right? So finally, the millennials have entered the real estate market. They are buying their either their first or selling their first and buying their second homes ready to move up. And they're also starting to consider investing. So maybe purchasing a small rental unit or looking at, you know, duplexes or multifamily housing to invest in because now they might have a little bit of money to do that and they see the value in it. That is still really scary, especially for millennials um, who are notoriously non-committal. All right. Now this generation has had like more options than ever. They have gone through a lot of really traumatic situations in, in life and in our country And that makes making these really lifelong feeling decisions very difficult for this generation. And so when we're working with them specifically, which so many of us do, it is so important to really like kind of stick to our guns and 
have confidence in what it is that we're guiding them through and help them to make a logical decision, not just an emotional decision. So a lot of times when like sellers or buyers are on the fence or they're afraid to make a move or they're afraid to commit to the process, it's because they're stuck in their emotional brain, right? So they're, they're feeling very emotional and this is how people purchase almost exclu exclusively. People don't buy a house only because it logically makes sense for them financially and like for their long-term investment. They buy a house for the lifestyle they think it's going to give them, for the status they think it will allow them, for how they think that they'll feel. Like one thing that Bryce and I always joke about is when we go um, into, we when we go into homes, we, we just happen to celebrate Christmas. Like that's just what we do. And when we go into a home and we see a perfect spot for a Christmas tree, almost simultaneously, Bryce and I just have this joke of saying, oh, there's a Christmas tree room. The tree would go right there just to ourselves internally. And that's one thing that we've always kind of thought of as funny is like the home is not even really just the home. It's not just the four walls that embody like a structure. It's what happens within the home. It's the holidays, it's the festivities, it's the people that you're going to be bringing in. And that's a very emotional aspect. So we know that a lot of times it makes sense to kind of rely on that, but it also has to logically make sense too. Um, and so being able to tap into both sides of those brains in the selling process are really important as well to instill confidence. Um, so all of this to say, it's, it's really important to still be able to establish our confidence in ourselves, but also to be able to instill confidence in our clients. And that is one of the most important pieces of value that we can bring to a real estate transaction. Because the last thing anybody wants to do is to go through their largest investment of their entire lives in so many cases and be wondering and second guessing every step of the way, Are, am I making the right decision? Is this the right move for me at this time? We have to make sure that we are instilling confidence. And sometimes that might feel like being a little more assertive in the sales process. Um, and so sometimes I think looking at it through that lens can kind of give us permission to step into that more assertive, like confident selling role, because at the end of the day, we all want what's best for our clients. And sometimes to do that, we have to give them a little bit of a push as long as it makes sense for them. We have to give them permission and empower them to feel good about the decisions that they're making. So all these things, you know, are, are easy to say, but like tactically, how do we actually make this happen from our perspective? So like maybe say you're a new or newer realtor, or this is just something that you've always struggled with. How do we make sure that we can sell with confidence and ease? Well, I think that this looks like a couple of different things. And the first tip that I have for you is always to set expectations. I think that the most important thing that we can do in the real estate transaction is to set expectations. Now, this comes with um, maybe buyers who are starting their home search for the first time or sellers who are, you know, just really trying to figure out like what the right timing for their big home sale is going to be and and what they have to do to pre prepare the home to make sure that they get the highest amount possible for their sale. Right. We always have to set expectations and we really want to make sure that we're not just saying whatever we have to say to get the sale. Like sometimes it just is so tempting to want to say whatever we think the clients want to hear. But more often than not, our clients are always telling us like me and Bryce, how much they love, how straightforward, like, and, and clear we are about um, the information that we're giving them, right? Like we're never going to tell them just what we think that they want to hear. We're going to tell them what we think 
um, is is the truth and factual of the market at that given time. And, and that really comes down to step two, which is making sure that you're having really, really clear communication along the entire way. So from the moment that that lead is like delivered to your inbox or the moment that first contact is made, commun communication has to be very clear. So part of that too is like clearly communicating the expectations that you're laying out. Um, this might look for, look like how often they should expect to hear from you, um, what the next steps are at any given stage of the process, um, things that they might want to know, risks they want to avoid, just having super clear communication and keeping them in the loop at all times. One place where I see a lot of agents struggle with this is um, after most of the contingencies in an escrow have been met. So here in, in Arizona specifically, we have a 10-day you know, contractual due diligence period, um, and then the appraisal contingency is usually satisfied shortly after that. But that's only half of our um, standard escrow time, right? So there always tends to be like this like weird two or three weeks of time after those um, really busy activities are done to where like we don't really have a lot of reasons to reach out to our buyer other than to say like, hey, just checking in, you're in underwriting, things are going well, but they're also receiving that communication from the lender too. So like that doesn't mean that you just don't reach out to them. That means you really need to make sure that you're checking in once a week with a phone call to give them an update on the transaction and see if they need any help. Maybe at that point, you're referring them a home insurance, a home insurance rep or a um, moving contact, right? Um, just making sure that they have everything they need in the weeks leading up to the closing, right? So just really making sure to look at these different stages of a transaction and following through with a super hyper clear communication, um, sometimes over communicating, even if necessary, like, you know, not boring the client with things that they don't need to know, but just making them aware of what you're doing behind the scenes. We always really like kind of sharing that stuff too, and, and helping them understand like when we are doing things that they normally won't see. So like communication with the cross agents or um, coordinating with other parties in the transaction so that they understand that we're still working for them during that time. It's just not stuff that they need to be fully involved in because they have hired an agent to do that work for them. So I, that, that leads us to the third, um, the third big tip that I have for you in selling with confidence and authenticity. The first right was set expectations. The second was having very clear communication. The third is to know your market and your contracts. And this might be the key to setting yourself up over your competition. Like having success in your real estate market over your competing agents absolutely can come down to the amount of knowledge and skill that you have in the real estate market and in your contracts. And some of this might come with experience, sure. Um, you know, transactions definitely become a little more streamlined the more that we've done them. So I don't think for me specifically, Bryce and I didn't even feel like super quote unquote comfortable doing these real estate transactions until um, probably like halfway through our second year into our third and the reason for that is because so many transactions are so different, right? So you do just have to go through a bunch of different scenarios before you finally understand that they're all going to be different. You're never done learning. And there's always going to be something that comes out of left field that's going to, you know, throw a curveball into the transaction. And that's just part of the real estate process and part of, again, our value and helping our clients mitigate those those bumpy roads. Um, but the more that we understand our contracts and know the market, the better that we are going to be at communicating and setting expectations for our clients. So it all really kind of ties together, you see. 
when I'm working and mentoring with new agents, one of the very first things that I'm asking them to do is make sure that you're carving time out to read your contracts and addenda. Like an agent should read fully through their purchase contract 50 times minimum before they ever actually execute one. And the reason for this is because so often I'm talking with new agents and they're afraid of what they don't know that they don't know. They're afraid of being asked a question that they won't have the answer to or just kind of doing something wrong. And all of the answers that you need are in your purchase contract. And I say this in other times on this channel, but it's so true. It's like the playbook for the entire transaction. And the better versed you are in every single clause and contingency in that legally binding contract, the better prepared you are to help your clients mitigate any pitfalls um, or any trouble along the way, and then also help explain them what their rights are through the contract. And that is going to instill so much confidence and make the selling process so much more seamless from our end, because you're speaking from a place of knowledge and expertise, not just trying to push them towards a sell. And that is something that any buyer or seller will initially pick up on and really feel good about hiring you. The other part of this is the market. So every, every single agent should be carving out time to be reviewing their market stats. So in Arizona, we have in Metro Phoenix, rather, um, we have access to a great status or stat um, statistician reporting um, called the Cromford Report. And that's where we get all of our all, all of our data. They are absolutely premier at gathering all of this complex data and kind of crunching it down into a way that we can understand and learning how to articulate that stuff to our clients. And so every single week we are checking in with the Cromford report. We're reading the daily postings. We're reading the um, bi-monthly reporting, all of that stuff so that we have absolute clarity on what's happening in the market. And what we're seeing right now is a lot of very rapidly, but very confusing um, shifts in our local market here in the Phoenix area. And we have to be able to speak to that to help our buyers and sellers make educated data-driven decisions. And the more we are skilled and adept at doing that, the more we are going to, in to foster trust with our clients and make that selling with confidence super simple. Um, and the same with our, our buyers too. And sellers. If you don't have something like the Crumford in your area, there are so many places where you can find data. And the first I would always look at is your associations. So your um, local associations usually are going to be publishing this. If you find, like go on to their, their, um, their state association website, if you find that they are really slow in publishing this data, you need to be sending them an email because you pay them dues for a reason. And if this is a service that they provide, you need to make sure that they're following through on it. <laughs> Sorry, association reps, if you're listening to me. Um, but this is something that you need to be able to do your job really well. So they should be incentivized to do this for you. Um, so for example, like AAR or CAR, whatever state you're in, you can just kind of search on their website and find the monthly stats. Even a monthly report to, to put on your calendar once a month to look at those stats is going to put you um, so far ahead of other competing agents who are not doing this. But you could even go a step further and do it on like the very local like neighborhood level. And I hate to say it. I hate to say this so much. I can't even tell you, but the portal sites like Zillow and Realtor.com and Redfin, like, you know, all these sites that we all um, love to hate, hate to love. They are data machines. This is what makes them so profitable. And they make this data very 
available. So you can always search on those sites and look up market reporting um, for specific neighborhoods and even down to subdivisions from them. And that can always really help you um, provide data that is going to be reputable, like credible from the consumer point of view, because everybody trusts those brands because they're so huge. Um, and it's also going to help you speak from a place of authority, right? This is so important to do, you guys. Like, you have to know your market and you have to know your contracts because we can't just be talking out of our ear thinking that people are going to believe us. People know when you're acting phony. <laughs> so the easiest way to sell with conf confidence and authenticity is to actually make sure that you are arming yourself with the data, with the education, with the contract knowledge that you need to speak from a place of authority. Because again, that's our value as a real estate agent. And if you are feeling, if you're hearing this and you're like, no, that doesn't sound very interesting to me. You may, you might want to rethink your profession, my friend, because let's not forget these are deals, right? And we can forget that, you know, that it can feel like a numbers game sometimes, but these are people's lives and their livelihoods. And we have a fiduciary duty to do the very best that we can by them and to protect our communities. And part of this is making sure that we are constantly sharpening the ax and constantly educating ourselves. So once a month minimum, you should be putting time aside, not just to do your little like CE classes because you have to, but to actually actively learn more about the different contracts, different contingencies, and those shifts in the market that happen every week and every month. All of that together is going to help you speak from a place of authority and help you sell more co confidently and authentically. And you will be shocked at how much easier it is at converting clients once you nail those skills down. So what do you think? I know that I can find myself on a little bit of a soapbox when it comes to this kind of stuff because I really believe that it matters. And if this resonated with you, I would love to know. Leave a comment and tell me what you're thinking or, you know, send me a message at Bryce and Stephanie on Instagram and we can chat about it. And if you are really wanting to learn more about how you can better prepare yourself for the shifting market that is coming, um, for the changes that our industry is seeing every single year, then let's talk, right? We do have the Market Authority Academy. We are taking enrollments um, now and we can hop on a Zoom call and decide if working together in the Market Authority Academy is a good fit. It's a 12-month mentorship program where I'm basically working with you to help you build your business in the most scalable and sustainable way from the ground up. So if you're into that kind of thing, all those details are in the show notes. Anyways, really glad that you hung out with me today. I love having these conversations and I hope that this helped you a little bit on your journey this week. Thinking about you, hope you have a great rest of your week and until next time, we'll talk soon. Thanks for tuning in. A high five on taking some time to invest in yourself and in your business. If you're looking for more, head over to the show notes to find all the details and links to resources mentioned in this episode of the Market Authority Show. And if you're looking to find a new crew of like-minded pros to ask questions and bounce ideas off of, head over to themarketauthorityacademy.com to join my exclusive community on Facebook, check out my latest free masterclass and tons of bonus content, or apply to my mentorship program to learn how I can help you triple your business this year. Until next time, keep on crushing it.